Welcome, everyone, to Episode 3 of State Champs Ohio Extra Point. I'm your host, Jeremy Otto. We thank you so much for coming back. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and all our social media platforms as well, at State Champs OH. Again, that's at State Champs OH. You can follow me there at Jeremy Otto PXP. That's at J-E-R-E-M-Y-O-T-T-O-P-X-P for play-by-play at the end. Excited about our guest here today. He's one of the more high-profile coaches, certainly in high school football, coaching one of the bigger high schools for football as well. Cincinnati LaSalle, Pat McLaughlin in his fifth season as the bench boss of LaSalle. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about Lawrence Technological University. This is your presenting sponsor or Extra Point podcast. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to l2athletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. Well, Pat McLaughlin, the head coach of Cincinnati LaSalle, is on the line with us now. Coach, great to have you on here today. I know you guys came straight from practice here today. It was obviously a tough loss, but, you know, put in perspective, you know, a good week, I'm sure, for the program overall. But how has practice been for you guys this week? It's been good. Um, like you said, it was, it, was a, it was a tough ball game. We knew, we knew that going in. Uh, There's no time to rest. We got a great team that we're playing this week, the state champion from Kentucky last week. So uh, the kids are upbeat. It's over on Sunday, win or lose. We meet on Sunday night and then uh, start practicing and prepping. And then we've uh, had three good days so far. I want to get into that IMG game a little bit more in, in a second. But you know, talk about your run here at, at LaSalle as well. Uh, it's been an impressive time since you took over in 2017. But you know something that I was kind of reading back is I, I read a few articles in the paper when you were hired. You know They mentioned, you know, three coaches in a matter of five, six seasons. And now you're trying to, you know, be more of the long haul coach here today. How much has the program maybe appreciated that? And, you know, your athletes kind of bought in maybe to, to what you guys have done so far. I hope they have bought in. And I think they have, they, they've had a great tradition here for a long time. And like you said, uh, they won a bunch of games before I became the coach. Um, I'm sure they won a bunch of games after I'm the coach, but um, uh, to develop those relationships last year was really the first class uh, of seniors that I saw through for four years. So being with those guys, knowing how we do things, bringing in a different staff the first year, first couple of years. Um, but we're, we're, we're pretty settled right now in what we do. The kids know the routine. They know the coaches. Uh, hopefully I'm going to be here for a long time. My, my, my oldest son is a freshman this year. And I got two more, two more uh, kids, in, one's in seventh grade, one's in sixth grade. So hopefully I'll see them through and I'll be here for, for a long period of time. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing, obviously, because schools like your school has tradition, right, in, in the sense and, and culture. But how do you mesh that and kind of be careful while, while trying to establish your own culture as, as coaches as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think sometimes it's tougher to come in or ask tough to come in in a program that's winning. And I came from Moeller and Princeton, and we, we were successful there. So, you do things one way, maybe things were a little bit differently here. And this is how when I got here, it was just about getting the kids to buy in. It, it was probably a mix of things that we did it and the staff that I brought in did it, as well as, you know, incorporating some of the things that they had done in the past because they were successful and they were used to that. So um, we didn't win it our first year. We, we had a good season. It took us three years to win it, but I feel pretty good where the program is right now. 
58-7 to loss to IMG Academy last week. I like one of your quotes in the paper. You said, I'm not sure if even an all-star team beats that team. But, you know, maybe it's more than the final score and what this game does for you. It's kind of a, a program trendsetter, if you will, right? Yeah, you know, we, we want to play the best, um, the best teams in the country. Uh, obviously, I'm not even sure if I would call that a high school football team. They're not even part of the Florida High School Athletic Association. Um, you know, and again, I, I believe that strongly. I'm not sure if an all-star team from Cincinnati beats that team. Maybe not even. They probably keep it a little bit closer than we did. But I'm proud of our kids. They battled. Uh, the coaches stayed positive. The kids stayed positive for four quarters. Uh, obviously, we got beat. You'll see probably a lot of those guys. I'd say, you know, six to eight to ten of those guys will be playing on Sundays. And, and we did it. We played against them. It didn't go well. Um, we had a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere. It was a learning lesson for us. And we'll move on this week. What's the buzz around a game like that? You know, obviously in the state of Ohio, it's a huge football state, so you guys get a lot of media coverage naturally because you're one of the better programs in the state. But is that just new level from what a game like that brings? Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of media. There was a lot of college coaches there. Um, you know, anytime you bring in a team that I think all 40 kids in the team are scholarship kids, the worst players going to East Carolina. I said the worst player has a scholarship to East Carolina. Um, you know, and they do things the right way. Uh, I'm not sure what type of school it is with regards to how they practice and how they go to school, but they focus a lot on sports. They have a nutritionist. They spent the whole week here. I mean, that's not something that we're able to do uh, here at LaSalle, and most high school teams aren't able to do. But, again, um, I'm proud of our kids. We did it. We stepped up. We're healthy uh, this week. Um, and, you know, we got to have a great week of practice because we got another great team in Louisville next week. I know Coy Beasley is a guy that you've been impressed with so far this season, recovered a fumble and led the team with seven tackles in the game as well. What's he doing well for you right now, and what were you impressed about his performance in that game as well? Uh, he's, he's a sophomore. Um, he's got great physical ability. Uh, the one thing that stands out to him, he was a 10-7 kid in, in track. He was part of the 4 by 100 track team as a sophomore. Um, actually, he was a freshman. Now he's a sophomore. Uh, but he can run. Like I said, he's got great athletic ability. Uh, he, he's learning the game. He's learning how to practice. I think he's got tremendous upside. And I think that he's going to be a kid that uh, in, in two years, you know, you'll be seeing him play, play on Saturdays. He's got that kind of ability. I was reading an article last night as well, kind of highlighting some of your leaders on your team. You kind of outlined two different leaders, Austin Rack, one guy that you know doesn't really say much, and Mackie Johnson, a guy that uh, is very vocal and you know wants to see smiles on people's face. I, I read a quote from him as well. Just talk about those two guys, what they mean for your team, um, and what they could do going forward as well. Yeah, they're, they're, first of all, they're great kids. Um, obviously, they've been in the program for four years. Uh, we've developed great great relationship relationships with those young men. Austin is a four-year starter. Max, uh, excuse me, a three-year starter. Uh, Mackie is a uh, three-year letter letter winner, two-year starter. And really, we call them the unsung heroes. We really felt like the strength of our team was going to be on the offensive line and defensive line. A ton of those kids had played uh, either last year or the year before. Austin Rack was a starting center in the championship game in 19. And they, they, the good thing is uh, they go about it different ways. They're good in the classroom. They're leaders. Uh, Austin's very high academic. Academic Mackey um, does very well in school. I would say if there was a conversation between uh, Austin and Mackey, Mackey would probably do 95% of the talking, and <laughs> Austin would probably do like 5% of the talking. You know, he's going to listen. But they're both leaders. They're both hard workers, and I'm glad they're on our team.
Cam Porter, uh, a guy that's a running back at Northwestern. I know that he played under you in, in one of your first seasons, unfortunately going to miss the rest of the season at Northwestern. Have you guys communicated back and forth about you know his injury struggles now? Yeah, we have. As soon as it happened, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if his, his mom, Mrs. Porter, contacted my wife because they still keep in contact. And Rodney, his dad, used to be on the staff. As soon as we found out, I contacted Cam, just called him to see if there was anything that we could do. Um, in terms of a kid, in terms of family, a leader, um, he's one of the best kids I've ever been around. You know, I've been I was around Sam Hubbard when we were at Moeller, uh, Gus Raglan, who's at Notre Dame now as a graduate assistant football coach. Uh, he's up there with those type of guys in terms of leaders and type of kid that he is. So there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he'll he'll recover, he'll bounce, he'll bounce back, and he'll come back stronger next year. And it was fun to watch what he did at the end of the season as well. Just quickly, kind of what, what did you see out of him as he kind of unfolded as a college football player at that point? Yeah, obviously, there's always a learning curve in college, but everything that he accomplished, um, running the Wildcat in the Big Ten championship game, I'm not shocked just because of the type of kid he is, how hard he works. Um, he's a very smart kid. If you go back and watch our state championship game in 2019, I'm not saying this is where Northwestern got it, but he scored three touchdowns in the in the Wildcat and ran ran similar plays to what we ran. So he he, he was used to it. And again, um, whatever you throw at him, he's going to absorb. He's going to listen, and then he'll translate it over to the field. Well, maybe you know when you're older and you have some great grandchildren, you can tell the story that yes, I contributed to that. <laughs> on the field with the Wildcat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, maybe. I don't know. Coach Fitzgerald's a good coach, so they, they got plenty of uh, good coaches up there. Well, a, a big story, obviously, in Ohio this year is, you know, the state final is kind of returning to Ken. They've been, you know, different places in the last few years. But uh, your thoughts on that, and, you know, are your kids excited to potentially play there again? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, you know, if they tell us to play on I-75 or I-71, you know, we, we happen to make it, we'll play there. But, you know, um, at the OHSAA, it's best to play in Canton, you know, then, then that's what we'll do. Nobody, but if they were to ask me, I think a more central location would be uh, more accommodating for the fans, say maybe in Columbus. But again, they didn't ask me. Hopefully we're blessed enough to play in the state championship game and our kids will go up there and enjoy the experience. Mason Lundsman, a guy that's kind of emerged as a big force for you at the kicking game as well. Four field goals in week two, 38, 34, 30, and 36 yards. Uh, what is he bringing, and has he come as a little bit of a surprise for you, or did you expect the success for him? Uh, we I, This much success, that's good and bad because that means we're not scoring points on offense. You know, we got the ball in the red zone a lot. <laughs> so I wish it wasn't as much success, but we, when he has the opportunity, he has capitalized on it. And to say that I'm shocked, no, not necessarily. You know, he's been going to the game-winning kicker, the same one that Drew Christman and Jake Seibert, Logan, our punter, goes to now. And he's just gotten better and better and better. Um, he's got a great mentality for it. I think he'll be kicking on Saturdays at some point in time. Uh, but to have a weapon like that, when you basically get inside the red zone, you can have the opportunity to kick a field goal. Uh, it's, just, it's just awesome. And so I'm proud of him. He's putting the work in. Uh, outside of LaSalle because none of us are really kicking coaches. So, you know, the mechanics of it uh, in terms of kicking, now we control the operation and the snap to hold the kick, but the mechanics of it, he's done a lot of that work in the summer on his own. Um, so, and I'm proud of him for that. Week four coming up already. It's crazy we're already in week four, but you travel to Trinity 
uh, this Friday. Any thoughts on, on your opponent and what you guys are going to have to do? Yeah, we're going to have to play well. I mean, they're 27-time state championship in, state champion in Kentucky, the highest level. Uh, last year, I don't, even, I don't even know if it was close. Uh, they won all their games. They were a top 10 or 15 team in the country. Um, they don't have a lot, a lot of kids back, but yeah, that, that's a program that's got great tradition, culture, like you talked about uh, earlier with us. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not rebuilding. They're, they're going to reload, and they're going to be ready to go. Um, I know they played St. Rita's last week. It was a close physical ball game, and they played Carmel. So they play about as tough a schedule as we do. So we're expecting a great ball game, physical game, and a fun game on Friday night. Who's the next you know, hot prospect for you guys that's maybe not in the limelight right now that we should look out for you know, in a couple of years? That's a good question. I think, uh, like I said, Beasley uh, is starting right now. We've got a kid named Kyle Kelhoffer. Uh, he's a sophomore as well. He's played primarily defensive line, but he'll play some offensive line as well. And he just has things you can't coach. He's going to be he's 6'4", 6'5", right now, 270. He's probably going to end up being like a 6'6", 6'7", kid. He's not done growing. He moves, he moves pretty well. He's long. He's pretty athletic. So a guy like that, um, he keeps getting better and better. He's very raw right now. And we think over the next two years, he's going to develop into a great player, probably on both sides of the ball for us. But he, he's a kid that you'll be able to see playing on Saturdays, I think, at a pretty high level. And kind of lastly, Jerron Payne, you know, his uh, commitment speaks for himself, Indiana. But uh, what makes him so good for you? Well, he's just athletic. You know, you got you don't have a ton of kids, or at least we don't have a ton of kids that um, every time they touch the ball, they, they can go score a touchdown. You know, not every team has a Division One running back that was offered by pretty much everybody in the country. Uh, so you pair that with a pretty good offensive line and a guy that has good vision and, um, you know, can make a cut and still accelerate, can make people miss. I've said many times, I've never seen the first person tackle him. Um, so he, he's got... Got all the intangibles. He's a hard worker, um, and I'm not shocked that he's going to be playing Division One college football. I'll leave you with this as well, a quote that you had after your last game. You know, you were as proud of the team that you've ever been because there wasn't a man in the program, a coach, a player that quit, you know, on that night versus IMG Academy. With that said, obviously there, there's a next step for you guys to take. There's a bigger picture in mind in terms of what you want to do with this season, but what's it going to be take for you to be as proud after this week, week four? I mean, you know, the, the thing is, you know, we, we, I've never, ever talked about winning and losing games, you know, so uh, win or lose last week, win or lose next week. You know, we always talk about doing the things that it takes to be successful. And, and the bottom line is, you know, we're trying to develop men on and off the field. We're trying to develop men that are great employees, um, that are great husbands, fathers someday. You know, you're going to get knocked back down. We, we said this, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked down. We got knocked down a hell of a lot of times on Friday night. Um, but every, every person in the program kept getting back up, kept getting back up. And I don't have any doubt that we're going to go down on Friday night and, and play, play our best game and get back up again. We're going to face adversity. We'll face it together again on Friday night against a great opponent. Um, but that's why I'm proud of our kids, because they just kept getting back up, getting back up against an opponent that was you know, probably one of the best, uh, most talented high school football teams that's ever you know, been assembled. Um, so that, that's why I said that. Well, Coach, thanks for stopping by here today. Best of luck as the season goes on, and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate everything you guys do for high school football. As Pat McLaughlin, the fifth-year head coach at Cincinnati LaSalle, really fun conversation there. You can follow Pat 
on Twitter as well, at PatQBTrainer. Again, that's at PatQBTrainer. You can follow us. We want you to click the follow button right now. Maybe push pause on the podcast if you need to, at StateChampsOH. Again, that's at StateChampsOH. And share this with your friends. Share it with your fellow athletes, uh, maybe your coworkers, anyone that really gravitates towards Ohio high school football or just good high school sports in general. We want to grow this thing in Ohio as we venture in our second season as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Otto PXP. Excited to be back for episode four of State Champs Ohio Extra Point next week. We'll see you then.